All right. Well, good morning, Brad. How's it going? Rainy it's day. Rainy day. We're on a. Jeez. We're on a round two, I guess. <laughs> we are. Yeah, it doesn't. It's not supposed to rain like this out here. Everyone oh says God, it doesn't, no and kidding. now we're all gonna float away. No so. kidding. That's what I was like telling you. It took forever to get down here. We were. We, Alex actually texted us um, as we were driving, like, "Hey, don't take 20. because she drives a Jeep, right? And she knows we drive her little Nissan. She's like, "I barely made it the underpass by the airport." She said it was like super flooded. Yeah. So no. Nope. Like, yeah, we're gonna go one anyone, so we don't get stuck. That's what you get for living in Odessa, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no kidding, right? Could have just stayed at home. Um, so, wasn't too long when when we were here last. It was, it was last a few days week. ago, right? Last, just last, last week, week, yeah. So, um, what kind of what kind of reception did you get from the last podcast? How did that go? What did your uh, cohort say? You know, I, I have not gotten any negative good reactions from anybody. Um, everybody's had really positive stuff. Everybody seemed actually impressed that I can put words together and form <laughs> complete sentences, yeah, and have them convey an idea, yeah, it's cohesive, right? So good for that. Um, you know, a lot of people said there was different parts of that that they felt like it was talking directly to them. Good. You know, whether it was from the motivation standpoint or, you know, the the work ethic or, or, or just mentality when it comes to training and fighting and everything mm-hmm. else. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, I know that exactly. That's why this stuff is so, you know, we talked a little bit about it last time. I think that's why these podcasts are so cool because trying to, my goodness, hitting on a lot of the kind of just different aspects of life that you deal with there's so many people dealing with the same issues absolutely they're all over the place like people i told I was, I was telling a kid one time um like hey man like i know you're having problems but like you can't think you're alone in this because i guarantee you there's 99,000 other people that are dealing sure. with the exact same issue you are yeah you know? you know that's that's a conversation i have with a lot of young guys trying to fight and a common theme with these young guys is lack of communication. You know, again, they, they look at a coach that's trying to coach them as a trainer. A trainer's job is to count sets and reps. Mm -hmm. A coach's job is to build you up and give you information and help you get from, you know, this point to a, to an end result. And they don't want to communicate. And I was telling him, I said, Hey, what's, what's the problem? Well, I can't do this which leads me to not being able to do this, which leads me to not be able to do this, and that's why I didn't show up. It's like, did you call and ask anybody for help for <laughs> the first problem that led to the three other problems? Right. Well, no, I didn't want to bother anybody. I was like, dude, if you if you talk to people, people are we, – we, it's funny that we live in a world where it seems like it's all me against the world. You're on your own. Figure it out yourself. Yeah. But there's so many people that want to just help other people out and solve problems for people. And so I, I think people kind of lose view of there are other avenues and ways to, to get help and find success. It's the you're not alone thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I, you're, you're right. We do get stuck into that. We get, everybody gets stuck in that. I think at some point through, you know, just through certain things, especially like, I'll tell you an example of this. When I see, I see this stuff so often, whenever um, I see Facebook posts, for example, um, like where they're, Basically, it's this post like blaming their friends for abandoning them during hard times. Right. I've seen this. I see this stuff all the time, but it's funny to me when I see this stuff, and I, I can almost guarantee whenever I see something like that, it's probably because it's not that they were abandoning you, abandoning you because of the hard times. I think it's probably they were probably started leaving you because of the way you were handling it. Absolutely. Right. So because a lot of times we look for 
you know, the blame thing again, right? Like we want to blame, please. No one wants to listen to that. However, when you handle it differently and you're little, like asking for help from somebody else, I think people find that they're more receptive to that than just saying they're complaining about it. It's way more endearing, obviously. Um, you know, that's, again, I think people don't get, I, everybody wants something, but they want the something to be exactly what they want. You know, especially when, especially when <laughs> yeah. it comes to help, especially yeah. when it comes to help, like, Hey, if, if I have a friend and I, I do have a friend that's, that's making some bad decisions or, and it's not even that just the way you handle stuff yep. when there's so many people out there that can give you help or guidance or, or help you work through problems. It's funny to me whenever I, when you say something like that, because the, where insecurities come from. They're never internal. It's always because of some sort of like external force, right? Like we are insecure about whenever people get insecure, it's because of what other people think about them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, it's never like whenever something like that happens, I'm thinking about like what, what is going on? Like, who are you trying to impress that you're that insecure? Yeah. Like, what is it about the external world that's bothering you? You know what I'm saying? I, I you have to be willing to be able to be happy with yourself not happy because of someone else. That's a, it's a really weird thing. And you find that with the toughest people, you know, yeah. the, the people that are perceived to be so well, everything's together or they've, they've got so many good things going for them or they're so tough or they're so, you know, strong and they don't have any emotion. Whatever their little thing is that they're identified by, that's because they don't want to just be real mm -hmm. and transparent with people do you see that in that in the world that you're in so much i mean you think about this what kind of people are drawn to especially when it comes to like when it comes to mma what kind of people are drawn to thinking that i'm gonna sign up on this date at this time to get locked in a cage with another person that wants to hit me in the face mm -hmm. so i want that so bad that i'll sign on a dotted line that i'm going to show up and i'll guarantee i'll be there what kind of people are drawn to that yeah you That's know? interesting. It's a, I mean, there's, there are some people that, especially nowadays, mixed martial arts has become an actual sport mm -hmm. that people see guys like Conor McGregor and they see John Jones. I mean, obviously what he's doing outside of the ring or in the ring too, but they see those type of people. They see the fame. They see the notoriety. They see like, man, they, they see their hands getting raised or their coach picking them up in the middle of the ring at the end of a big victory. Like, I want that. Yeah, I was competitive in high school, college, whatever. I want to keep going. There's, there's definitely those people like that. But there's also those people out there that are that are lost, that are looking for a way to define themselves and a way to show other people I'm strong because they themselves feel weak. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> oh. That's so. That's no, but that it makes a lot of sense. It, I mean, it makes a lot of sense when I think not even just on the MMA, just from like that character. Yeah, what you're 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 personifying there for a moment, like it's it's so interesting. Like that, you're right. That's those are the people that are usually the ones that are so insecure with themselves are the ones that have this outward appearance of like I'm the guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm covered in tattoos. <laughs> you know, I've got one. Yeah, <laughs> was it like it's a, a college one? I don't even want to talk about it. Like a Georgia Tech <laughs> thing on your butt cheek or no, something? No, no, it's this dumb little like bird thing on my yeah it was a terrible decision yeah, i mean you know yeah. i remember my first beer so <laughs> yep but you know i i think uh 
even in my with myself like i try to portray like this tough guy and i you know, mm-hmm. and then at the same time i'm just super insecure and i get depressed about stuff and i i worry yeah, about that's... things i especially worry about what other people think of me you know and i'm always trying to do something for other people even to a detriment to myself yeah and how many and, and again you talk about like hey, 99,000 other people have those problems yeah. i'm not unique Every, there's a million other people that do the same stuff i do yeah. For the same motivations that I have, or the same things that drive it, I think with some, and it's you know when you say that, I'm also thinking about you know just all insecurities as a whole. Most people don't really think about think about it to that depth, right? I think you know people people may be dealing with the same things that you are, but not realizing it. Is you know oh, what absolutely, I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. It's I mean it's man, that's just so interesting to me think about because I think I think when I was in high school, I was a little bit like that. Um, I can't even imagine why, but it's. Uh, it could have been any reason, like the uh, like I want to impress girls. I want right, to, yeah. Every I'm not as popular as this guy, this guy, this guy. Yeah. I don't want to get made fun of. So yeah, we're right. all there. And we're and so there. and it's funny to me, like so this is this is crazy because I can tell you the when it changed, whenever I stopped, like just stopped giving a shit. It, it, it was very interesting. It's because I went through this process where I was. I was accused of doing something I did not. And I had to go through this entire process where my name got plastered all over the news. Oh. Everybody, you know, everybody in my industry stopped talking to me. Um, and it was like, it, I mean, it was embarrassing, right? Like you go through this and everybody stops talking to you. I got people that were, I thought were really, you know, I don't want to say that they weren't like they weren't being friends because they stopped they blocked me or whatever but they just they didn't want to associate with me anymore because they you know they didn't know what was going on um and i remember in those moments like thinking like how much i cared about what those people thought oh yeah because it like hit me like a brick it was like everything all at once was like just everybody left and um it was in those moments that like six or seven month long process for that to get cleared that i realized like oh my god I really cared about what those people thought. Oh yeah. And it bothered the crap out of me. And then like slowly, even after all was all cleared up, I'm working right now trying to rebuild that reputation. It's still a process. Um, but now it's at a point where like, I, I'm in a place now where I'm like, I don't even care what those, you know, what other, what those other people around, like if they don't like me, that's cool. We, yeah. I've already been through that road. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> and it, it's it's just it's interesting thinking about that because it it sucks that it had to go it, that's the thing that had to happen right you know you know that's again we're we're not we're not unique I've had the same right. stuff happen you know literally the same thing like hey I was I was working for the police department they said hey you did this no I I didn't. And then, yeah. you, then it turns out I didn't. They're like, oh crap. Well, uh, you know what I mean. But yeah. um, and I was just, and at that point, it's like, you know what? I don't even need to fight this anymore. I'm just gonna go do something else and be happy. But man, you, that feeling of I've been, I'm worried so much that these people think this of me. That then, what does that do to you? That turns you into a, a really negative person. Absolutely. And it makes you very, very. Oh my uh, God! Borderline depression. Or, yeah. or you actually have depression right. and you don't realize it yeah. you find out years later. I mean, that's that is a, that's such a big deal because we worry so much about what those other people think. It affects us even down to our health. Yep. You know? And then 
you know, I, there, there's going to have to become a point, and I'm still dealing with that that kind of an issue. I still deal with, I don't want to do this because these people will be mad at me mm-hmm. or, you know, not be happy with decisions and things. And it's like, man, I, I do really, as much as you we both, both want to say it, you do really care what other people think because it, it, it affects the way they talk about you and deal with you and then the people that know them mm-hmm. especially in I think business. it's so it's it's a thing I think it's it's to a degree yeah. I to a degree I agree with you where I think where I conflict sometimes is I it's me being happy with what I'm doing knowing that what I'm doing is the right thing right yeah. I think that's what's okay like where I say like I really don't care what anybody else thinks it's because I know I'm doing I'm doing the right things right. I know that I'm being the good person in every situation I possibly can as, as, as to the highest degree I possibly can to the best of my ability, right? Not everybody's happy with some of the stuff that I do and that's okay because I feel good about it. And I think that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like that's where I'm coming from is it's just so it's, there's no external force. I think I feel anymore. And I, I don't, you know, that's just the way I feel it. There's, I'm sure there's some stuff where I'm feeling, you know, from like, you know, my brother, for example, you know, yeah. closest the closest people around you, but it's like getting to that place where, um, you you try and care, you care that people like you, but it's like being able to block when people don't, letting the good in and not letting the bad yeah. in. You know, that makes sense. Oh, for sure. But yeah. I mean, then you've also got people like myself where we kind of have the man. I I, I just I, I need to help fix this. I have mm-hmm. to fix this. You're exactly like my brother. Well, then he's an amazing human. <laughs> That's the best answer. No, you know, it's I, I, I always feel like I have to fix something. I always have to help somebody. And again, mm-hmm. to a detriment to myself. Yep. It's And then what am I doing? I'm stressing myself out over other people's problems, but now they're not other people's problems. Oh, my God. You have they to talk my to my brother. Problems. Yeah, it is so nuts. So my, in, you know, we got to show this to Ray later. One of, one <laughs> Hi, of the, Ray. It, it, one, of the, it, one of the things that, like, that... I, I've noticed Ray does is he's a people pleaser. Yeah. Oh, I he am wants sure. everybody to be happy all the time. And, um, I, I value that trait in him so much because I don't care. <laughs> right. Well, let me ask you this. I guarantee you, I've never, I don't know who you are, Ray. Um, is he always going up to whoever is in the room or whatever? If they have a look on their faces, are you okay? Are you mad at me? Did I do something? Yep. He, he wants, time, he wants, he wants, yeah, it, exactly. He always thinks it's, yes. And it's funny because sometimes like we have arguments here in our system that goes on and he sometimes feels like I'm attacking him. And mm-hmm. that's like, that's not what I'm doing, man. Like I'm just so trying to defensive. understand. Yeah. Because he, he, he's the kind of person that thinks like it's his fault. Like he's the one that should be fixing it. He's the one that should be, you know, um, responsible for any issues that come up. Um, when I try and I try and tell them all the time, like, no, 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 this is, this is not, this is nothing to do with you. Right. Like we're trying to solve a problem. Right. Like I'm not saying you're the problem. Yeah. I'm just saying like, how do we fix this? You know? Um, but the upside to that is everybody loves him. Everybody freaking loves him. Yeah. But, it, but he, I'm sure he places his own value on how much love is, is it's out probably, there. Yeah. To him, for it's, sure. it's probably true. You and know, that's, that's, a, that's a lot of us. And I, I think it's, you know, purposeful segue but i think that is where a lot of times 
the people that get involved in martial arts or get involved in combat sports, get involved in like hobbies that involve other people, they kind of can feed themselves with the positivity that they're doing something. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, my, my friend at jiu-jitsu just got his blue belt or just got his brown belt or just got his black belt. And so now you feel a sense of pride because you helped him on his journey. You've helped other people achieve their oh, goals yeah. by being their training partner. So I think that's that for me is kind of one of those things like I will feel really good about someone else's accomplishments. Yeah. Because I know, hey, I, I helped out with that a little bit. Is there a lot of like shared sense of accomplishment in that? I, I think there is. I, th- I really feel it's a – I don't think people realize it all the time, but I do think when somebody – you know, graduates up in a belt rank or when somebody wins a fight, mm-hmm. I think everyone feels a sense of pride because it's an individual sport with a team environment. So everybody's helping that person. Mm-hmm. If, um, you know, Alan Brito is a guy we have at the gym that's fighting MMA. Sean Robertson is fighting. Uh, he just, he's won his Muay Thai debut and then he's got an MMA fight coming up. Those guys... When they win, everybody's clapping up for them in the gym, and we say, hey, just so you guys know. And I guarantee you those people feel a sense of pride because those guys will come up to every single person in the gym that has ever stood in front of them and shadow boxed or whatever and say, thank you for helping me you know, get ready. Hey, I appreciate you guys so much. Couldn't do it without you. Yeah, you could probably do it without the – recreational guy that's just in there for a workout and to sweat that has no inspiration or Mm -hmm. no aspirations of fighting. But you, you do recognize that for a five minute drill, he stood in front of you and parried your jab and then helped you work on your head movement. He did something for you. He absolutely did something for you. When, when one of my friends gets a belt rank, I feel like, Hey, I roll with that person one time. I, I tapped him out. So then maybe that drove them to learn how to get out of that position. So, I think all this. I think I think anything where you can, you can see other people doing good makes you feel good too. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I'm just I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to parallel this with the way we had a long conversation the other day about um, how businesses are set up so poorly because everything is so individualized. Yes, performance is individualized. Yes. Like some if someone's in sales, that's individualized, and just the way that you're describing the this weird dynamic of everybody feeling accomplished for one person's accomplishments and then like i don't know that's just crazy like i'm trying to figure out how would how would that get implemented well it's so interesting you you look at what's the the business or or if, if somebody's doing good winning something well that should be a reflection of the entity itself not the individual yeah because what did that person being successful, what did that do for for themselves? It made them happy. And then they tell five other people, I love doing this. This is an awesome way to spend your time. I haven't felt this good since high, playing high school football. Yeah. Whatever. And then that helps the 100 people, the 40 people, the whatever amount of people that are involved in that activity or that business makes them feel good because it elevates them because this guy had some success. It elevates everybody else around them. You know, I, there's just no way for somebody to do something good and it not resonate with every single person that they are in contact with. Yeah. Cause if you are successful, 
you're adding positivity at the very least to other people. Yeah. Unless they get resentful of your view being positive. Well, yeah. Good, I couldn't <laughs> do it. I, I, I'm not able to do that, so they're not. Right. You know, I don't like them. Well, that's, that's stupid. Well, some people are like that. That's absolutely, okay. Absolutely. So, okay, I'm going to ask something that's a little less um, – a uh, little less deep. I'm oh, just curious because I was thinking, um, how in the world does a belt upgrade work? Ah, okay. Because <laughs> so, I've always wondered, like, what is the arbitrary line that, like, where it decides, right, you right. know what I'm saying? So, first off, you have to decide if you're going to be wearing uh, khakis or, you know, dark pants. Okay. And then, you know, you pick what your shoes are, and now you're supposed to match the shoes to the belt, right? That's how you... Okay. Wait. Oh, oh. You're, ta- oh you're talking about... Oh, see, everybody here, y'all... I you got, got really. I got. I was so confused. I'm like khakis. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what the heck's going on. Like, I don't know, but I didn't know we had khakis. Right, right. I would have worn right. Um, <laughs> my, you know what my brain was doing? Like, oh my god, they get to choose their clothes. How cool is that? Absolutely. No, yeah. no anyway. you do. You get to choose a gi. Yeah. You well, get to choose your gi, okay. your uniform. So no. Um, so uh, the way that that works. So this is something that gets talked about. And trashed on the internet so much. Okay. Okay. So there's when you say how does a belt upgrade work? What martial art are you talking about specifically? Okay. Um, because you know some of these things, karate, taekwondo, some of these deals, they're just daycares and planet fitness of martial arts. And the way you get upgraded in a belt is you showed up and your check cleared. Here's hmm. your participation award. When you put a black belt around somebody's waist, you are saying you have the knowledge and ability and resources available to you to defend yourself successfully from 90% of the population out there. Yeah. You know, when it comes to just being hand to hand, you know. Um, So jujitsu, if you need a black belt in jujitsu, you have to really put time in. A lot of time. You know, it takes... Some people up to two years, maybe even more, to go from white belt to blue belt. Wow. So that's the first thing, white belt, then you go blue belt. Sometimes that takes two years. A lot of people quit jujitsu at blue belt because they feel like, I put my time in. I finally got this blue belt. I'm going to go do something different. Yeah. We lose so many people at blue belt. It is unbelievable. And, you know, there's some people that make it from white belt to three months in and go, this is too hard. Yeah. They, They, I don't have time. Oh, I've 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 got to do these other things. The oh, I'm gonna also I'm sure. gonna also do powerlifting. I'm also gonna get ready for a marathon. I'll be back, and they never come back because this gets too hard. Right. Um, we really try to talk people. Hey, listen, this is you're feeling a roadblock because this is something you've never done in your entire life. You've never gone putting your foot on someone's hip, fall to your back, hold onto a lapel and a sleeve. Yeah. And. They make a movement, you make a movement, they make it. They've, you've never played that level of human chess before right. in any aspect of your life. Of course, this is hard, but we lose so many people like that. And then, yeah. so there's your first two years, essentially white belt to blue belt, then blue belt to purple belt, a year, two years, whatever. But when you get to that level, you have started, you know, white belt to blue belt, you know, a certain amount of techniques and have a certain proficiency with just the movement and the understanding of position and control. Mm hmm. Then you go from blue belt to purple belt, and you're starting to really develop a game that you, that is tailored to you. You know, I am not – I know this stuff doesn't mean anything, but I am not a spider guard, lasso guard, 50-50, whatever. Mm-hmm. These are all things that very small, flexible people that 
you know, I can't touch my toes partially because I'm not flexible, partially because my stomach gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, but I'm not going to play that kind of game. I'm going to play something that's suited to my body type and my physical abilities. Maybe I have injuries mm-hmm. that limit what I can do. So that's that's going to help develop that. And then you go from purple belt to brown belt. And then now you've that's you, you have your game implemented. You're good at the things you're good at. You can also have enough knowledge to shut down other people's things that they are good at if you're being technical. And then you get to, to black belt and you're thinking, man, that, that journey took you anywhere from five, six to 15, 20, wow. 18, you know, 25 years. And somebody, it just takes people a long time to get there. Then when you get to black belt, now you're like, all right, well, now I got to have three years before I ever get my first stripe or grade up. Right. Because the game is constantly evolving. People are learning new ways to set things up. People are are tweaking submissions and adding their own flavor to it. People are doing going from doing just gi. Now I'm going to concentrate on my no gi game. So now I'm going to go do tenth planet jujitsu, rubber guard, all this stuff. It, there's never there's never a lack of another person doing something that you haven't seen done that way. So when you see that person doing that, or you compete against them, or roll against them at an open mat. Now, oh, now I have a new game I have to start working on, whether it's offensively or defensively. Right. So grading up in jiu-jitsu is a never-ending journey of not of trying to get better yeah. at what you do and make it fit around what other people do. That's so interesting. That's like, yeah, the chess thing is interesting to me. That's exactly what it is. That's not my thing. That's a Joe Rogan thing. I, I, or I don't know if he said it first, but I, I think he did. But that's that's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's Kinetic chess, human chess. That's freaking crazy. I'm just like trying to wrap my head around all that. Like, oh my goodness, there's so much stuff. Like, it's it was not nearly as simple as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> right? No, no. I hear. Oh, yeah. Big, big. But I, you know, I like to talk, so I like to hear myself yeah. talk. But you know, if you want to get just down, okay, this number, this amount of time to this, this amount of time to this, this mm-hmm. amount of time. But I mean, we're all we're always talking at least a year, mm-hmm. year and a half, two years. Between those, but it's more ups, based off of techniques than it is time it, timeline, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, you spend the time, you're gonna know the techniques, right? Well, of course, yeah, yeah, you yeah. yeah. Um, so that there's there's minimums that Brazilian Jiu Jitsu places on belts. If you're getting belts outside of those minimums, then you can't compete in the big, huge tournaments. You mm-hmm. know, the Worlds, the Pan Ams, you know, Brazilian Nationals, American Nationals. You're not gonna be able to compete in those things. But there's some people out there that are just freaks, and they wrestled in college at Division One, all Americans or whatever, and they mm-hmm. learned some jujitsu, and they are beating black belts in mm-hmm. these big tournaments like ADCC, for example. There's uh, guys that go in at purple belt, and they're tapping black belts out right. and stuff. But they're just, they're just freaks. They understand you know? the bodies better. Oh, yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. So let me, let me, if someone wanted to get into this, give so give some advice. Let's say someone super fresh okay wanted to jump into that what kind of advice would you give to them before they walk through the door (laughs) man there's so many things that i think of because i i see so many people after they've walked in Mm -hmm. have different things but they're all kind of connected different reasons excuses right different contingencies yeah um but the biggest thing is is just don't quit Go into it understanding. Yeah. I don't know enough stuff. Just don't quit. Yeah. Oh, I'm sore. Just don't quit. Warm-ups are hard. Just don't quit. Yeah. You're, you're going to get rewarded down the line, even if it's just it, – if it's a belt, 
or if it's a win at a tournament or if it's just a win in class. There's some people that I know, they go to class going, I'm just not going to get tapped out by that guy with that submission today. If yeah. they get tapped out with something else, <laughs> they're happy. Yeah. You know, like, oh, he didn't catch that arm or that choke again. Yeah. He got me with something else. I must be getting better. Yeah. You know? That's so, yeah, that's so cool. I kind of want to go do that. I, You know what I'm saying? Like, but, and the reasons for it are very interesting to me because it's just like, I just think it would be cool to learn. Absolutely. It'd just be neat. And then like, you get to get in shape while you're doing it. You know, if you, if you go do jujitsu, if you have six months of jujitsu, you, you have a better understanding of combat. Mm-hmm especially from a self-defense standpoint, you have a better understanding, not just for techniques, knowledge, things you can do defending yourself, but internally of handling, of your ability to handle stress. Mm -hmm. So there's people with six months of jiu-jitsu that could get into a fight with a police officer or someone that's been in the military and be able to handle them. Yeah. That should not happen. Yeah, so because that's not those, what I want to do. No, no, for sure, for sure. <laughs> You're not going to see somebody that actually is a martial artist that does jujitsu that goes to a place where you bow and you shake your instructor's hand right. and you say yes, sir, and you. There's work too much with your respect friends. there. There's too much respect. Those people, those people generally don't do anything. Right. Um, it's just not in them because they've learned discipline and respect and yeah and all that. But the fact that those people know more than the people that are in charge of our safety little concerning for me right you know but um it's but that's all to say those people are supposed to be trained at a high level and those people can handle criminals so how would i handle some drunk jerk at a bar right that doesn't know what he's doing that's just acting tough and he's start he pushes my friend or he pushes me or he right. slaps my wife or you know, whatever you know or some you're gonna know how to handle yourself and you're gonna be able to do it with care for that person's safety. Yeah. Because you can control the entire narrative and all the physical actions that are going on in a fight. You can take them down or defend them their takedown and do it and put them into a position where you have complete control. And you can say, excuse me, will someone come get this jerk <laughs> that I'm holding down on the ground that's trying to hit me from the bottom that doesn't know what he's doing? Yeah. Matt Sarah, UFC veteran, um, black belt in jiu-jitsu. He was, he was the, the guy that beat George St. Pierre for mm -hmm. the title at one point in Houston, Texas. Matt Sarah had a drunk dude at a restaurant in Las Vegas acting crazy, and he got he mounted the guy. He was just sitting on top of him. He could have rained down 15, 20 elbows, yeah. choked him, whatever, and he was just like, can, can someone come get this guy? Bro, calm down. Relax, <laughs> sir. I don't want to hurt you. Stop. Yeah. You have, you'll have that ability. I, I've, I, I've never seen someone that knows jiu-jitsu, that trains consistently, have to defend themselves and it not turn out to be a good story. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you know, with kidding. a happy ending. What? So, what do the classes cost? Now I'm like getting really curious. Ooh, ooh. Uh, you can set up a private meeting with me. We'll discuss pricing, sir. Okay, no, nice. No, so you actually, uh, I'm not going around your question. You're okay. I will say you're okay. But I do like that you put cost as the word. Okay. Versus okay. investment. Okay. You have you have. Any kind of health insurance? Yeah. You have life insurance? Um, I don't think so, actually. Yeah, but you have health insurance. Yes. You pay something to have health insurance every month, right? Yeah. Are you sick right now? Nope. I might be, actually, but I get your point. Right. <laughs> you put you in, you in invest in it all the time yeah. so that when you need it, you have it. Right. That's self-defense. Yeah. 
that's martial arts. No, for sure. You know, you're investing. You and also again, we talked about this last time. What does a martial arts school? What does that environment do for you outside of just learning some self defense, fitness, stress relief? Mm-hmm. Your friends. You've you've gained new relationships with people. You feel like you're a part of a community. So you're investing in that. So when you need it, you have it. When I feel down and I'm depressed, if I'm having a low from you know PTSD, when I'm having a low with depression, I know I can go to that place, unplug, put my phone down, mm-hmm. put my uniform on, tie my belt, slap my buddy's hand, fist bump, and then we just roll. Yeah, We drill. We grip fight. And while we're grip fighting, we're you know, messing with each other and stuff. And I, I just feel better at the end of it. That's an investment because I can get that when I need it. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I'm over, actually last night I was in the ER, so I've got pump full of IVs. What the heck? I know, right? <laughs> All right. But the, I said I would be here. I'm, I came. Nice. Um, so oh, now I feel a little heavy. I'm going to need to go train as yeah. soon as I can. And I will lose that water weight that I put on from the IV and everything. Right. And I'll feel better. I invest in to have have that when I need it. So when people expect for it to be the same as a Gold's Gym mm-hmm. or Heroes Fitness or you know the the rinky dink place with the coaches that don't know yeah what they're doing, don't have the experience or whatever, you know, and and I'm not even I'm just saying that because that's in every town. There's yeah. always something like that. There's the guys that get together in their garage and train that they refuse to be part of something where they're having to be held accountable. Right. Um, those things are super cheap and you get what you pay for. Yeah, of course. You know, we're in the same boat. Yeah. We're in the exact same boat. Oh, no, pe- <laughs> I, I, like, well, people time. say, Hey, I, will you guys do my marketing? You say, yes, we will. What do you want? I want this. Okay. For that, we, it costs X, X amount y, of dollars yeah. and they go, well, that's too much. I'll go to yeah. this guy who does something similar or something right. that's adequate Right. That's probably the best thing is, yep. is I, I would say this. I can't, I cannot bash any martial arts school, period. I may not agree with things that they do. I may not agree with, I may not think that their coaches are qualified, but if they have people going there that are getting something valuable out of it, that they enjoy, they're having a good time, they're learning something. I, I can't, I can't yeah. judge them for that, but I can say if you want more out of what you're doing and how you're spending your time, try other things out yeah. and compare. Yep. You know, the, shop funny, around, right? The way, yeah, the way you say it's really funny because we have um, the way we approach, this is kind of like my shameless plug, I guess, but like the way we approach this stuff is we're trying to get a result. Right. Right? So whatever that result may be, is it more views? Is it, you know, is it more traffic to your store? Is it more online sales? Whatever that goal may be, that's that's what we're trying to, trying to pull right. that result out. What happens actually a lot of times is people will come to us and say, hey, this is what I want. And it's never the result that they're talking about. It's like the actions that they think will oh, yeah. get to the result, yeah, yeah, right? For sure. So for they're sure. like, you know, I'll give you an example. Like someone that says, well, hey, I just want you to like post on my Facebook every day. And I have to tell them I don't do that because what's going to end up happening is you think that's going to get you something. And three months down the line, it's not going to get it to you. And you're going to be unhappy with me. Yeah, you have to actually implement an entire system. Yes. Yeah. And so and that's exactly why, like, because there's more to this than what the surface level is, which I'd imagine is a lot of what's going on there. Absolutely. There's more to it than just showing up and I'm here. Being. Let's do this. Yes. Oh, hey, I've got that issue right now. I've got, I got people 
I've, and this has always happened since day one. People saying, oh, I'm ready for a fight. I've been training five months. I'm ready for a fight. I can take anybody. I don't care. Put me against anybody. I don't care mm-hmm. if their record's big, whatever. It's like, if I say you're not, you're not. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's my job, right? But yeah, I'm, yeah. You're, you're not ready. Yeah. Why am I not ready? I can take a punch. Okay, well, there's more to it than be able to take a punch. Yeah. You know? A punching bag can take a punch. I don't put it in a ring against somebody, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's going to lose, right? I There's just – it's more than just being there. It's being able to have growth to a certain position. And if you haven't met the minimum requirement for that growth or when someone when someone that is a professional in that field mm-hmm. say you're ready – then you're not ready. Right. That maybe that person's picky. Wouldn't you rather have someone really picky so that when they to their standard, if their standard of of being ready or being able to fight, if their standard is is big, isn't that better for you? Right. Cuz yeah, that of means course. you're going to have a lot of success going out there. Of course. That's this, that's This happens deal. in a lot of the fields that, you know, I mean, it's it's a little bit different because what you're when you block someone from doing something, like you're help safety. There's a safety thing there, oh, I'm for sure. sure, you know. Um, but I think about it from like, um, when I was, I was teaching lessons, for example, in music, Mm -hmm. right. Um, just people not understanding how, how, how lacking they were in certain fundamentals. Oh yeah. Right. Because they learned this one piece. Exact same thing. Right. And I'm like, but that I'm, that's cool. You probably practice that for eight hours and learn nothing from Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Like we've got a, there's some very technical things that you're missing out on. You know, I am really good at movement. What happens when I get tired? Yeah. You know, I'm really good at, at jujitsu. What if I can't take the guy down? Yep, yep. You have to you have to have a certain level of of just a minimum requirement of adequacy to be able to do something. I've got guys that they need to know more jujitsu. Yeah, they have a minimum minimum amount of knowledge to make them successful in a fight because their takedown defense is so good. But when their takedown defense fails or when they decide, hey, I'm going to be a grappler for a second and they go for a takedown and they're missing the ability mm-hmm. to finish or set it up right. And now they're in a world of hurt. Yeah. You know, they, they lose because of, you know, I think some people look at something where someone's success or failure is my success is because of me. My failure is because of other people. Mm-hmm. You know, your success is because of me. Your failure is because of you. I think that's, I think that's, there's truth in all of it, you know, but people need to understand, you know, your success is based on what you do. Your failure is based on what you do. There's accountability there yep. to yourself. And it's all on you. you. Don't wanna, yeah. If you don't <laughs> want to meet the requirements in this stuff, then when you lose, it's not my fault. Yeah. You know, but again, I'm also a fixer, a people pleaser. So when they lose, I feel like it's my fault. When they right. win, it's them. When they lose, it's me. Yeah. You know? Yep. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's just, do you, how many, how much open, how many openings do you have? How does that work for you? Do you guys have like have a cap of people you bring in or? So for, for the small kids, like mm-hmm. little kids. So for jujitsu, okay. Midland BJJ, um, for small kids, we don't want to have more than 20 kids in a class of four to six year olds. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's like herding cats. Yep. You know. Oh my God, um, no kidding. You know the 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 kids class instructor for for that group, Petia Bastos, um, she does an amazing job with the kids. And even and when but before she started with doing the kids, I mean, she was getting frustrated. I mean, it's just 
Yeah, I'm sure anyone There's, with a kid of that age understands. For sure. I mean, you know, what, what, but what are we looking at really? It's not yeah. their fault. They're not socialized enough right. by that age. They've not had enough structured activities by that age. They've yeah. not done a lot of physical activity by that age. So, And they're also just the, – the attention span just isn't there. So that that class is very like, hey, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this. Yeah. You know, the older kids, 7 to 12 – I mean, we can have a lot of kids in that class because you've got – you got two instructors in that class, and you also have kids that have been training in in that activity for a long period of time. And you can put a more experienced person with a less experienced person in jujitsu specifically, yeah, because the attitudes are so positive. Everybody wants everybody to do good. Yeah. So hey, no, no, put your hand here. Okay, now we're gonna move our hips. No, not like that. Like this. I mean, you you're sitting there working with someone. You're not the coach, but as a training partner, you're kind of. Like yeah. a coach, you're like subcontracted out, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. Because you want it, you want that person to do good because if that person does good, they get better, they get better, they don't spaz out, they don't hurt you or hurt themselves, and right. everybody gets better because we have a new training partner in the I mat. love that so much. I love that. So you, you have, you said four to six? Four to six, then we have seven to about 12, 13, and then at that point, those kids that are older start, start venturing off into the fundamental classes. Fundamental classes, you can have as many people in there as you want. Advanced classes, as many people as you want. Competition. But there are minimum levels of knowledge you need to know to be right. able to operate in that class. Just because if a coach says, hey, now get your grips, go to this guard and do this sweep, and you don't know. Yeah. You're holding, not just holding yourself back, but you're holding back your training partner. Right. Your training partner wants you to do good. So a lot of times people that don't have enough knowledge for those, that class but are allowed to go put them with a training partner that's very good at communicating and very good at, at at being positive and helping them out and they're being a good coach and they bring them right along very fast. Yeah. You know, some it's it's almost like you're swimming with the sharks but the sharks trying to help you become a <laughs> yeah, become a baby shark. Do, do, do. Oh my god, the baby shark. <laughs> now, what about a 27-year-old or a 21-year-old with no knowledge at all? You come into the fundamental classes, you get yourself in shape and physically able to do the body movements by doing specific training. You learn basic technique. You are not forced to go do rounds and roll with other people that are new and don't know what they're doing because what is that what happens then? People get hurt. Yeah. We had we had so many people get hurt back when we first got started and it, they would literally hurt themselves. They would strain so much cuz my ego can't let me let this guy beat me. Mm-hmm. And they strain, they arch their back and do something, and they pop a rib, or they, yeah. you know, they hurt their knee because I'm not going to tap out. They hurt their elbow. Dude, what are you doing? Yeah, jujitsu. You can do jujitsu until you die. <laughs> yeah. You can do jujitsu until you die. You can do jujitsu with miss, not having a hand or, or missing a leg or having, you know, having nerve damage. You can do jujitsu with being a paraplegic. Yeah. You can do a jujitsu by being a triple amputee. You know. You can do it with your if you're blind. You can't do it if you're injured because you <laughs> won't tap. Yeah. You know? Yep. And those people hurt themselves. And so those people do our fundamental class. The beginners do that fundamental class and they, they go to that three, four times a week and then they mix in all levels classes and then they now all of a sudden they're being asked to do advanced and then hey, I'm gonna compete. All right, come to competition class. So you know, to say what does a 27-year-old with no knowledge do, you come to fundamental classes, and then as you develop, you're able to do more stuff. And don't quit. And you're not getting hurt. And don't quit. <laughs> Even if you get hurt, don't quit. Yeah. People, oh, I, man, I, I, man, I just really felt like I couldn't because I did this. Well, number one, they didn't talk to a coach. 
didn't communicate because I guarantee you a coach that knows what they're doing will say, ah, okay. So instead, come in here and drill yeah, and work with this guy because they're lighter or you do these kind of rounds. You're good. Yeah. I definitely miss the physical, like, physical activity um, a lot. You know, we sit in an office all day. Yeah. It gets real boring real quick. And then, like, I gain weight and that's not fun. Um, you know, like, like I have not gotten any taller. I feel like I was this tall in sixth grade. I think I was a tall <laughs> sixth grader. Um, but um, I've definitely gained some weight. Yeah. You know, like, I, I know. Let me see. I think I'm, like, 20 pounds heavier now than I was when I was, like, physically active doing stuff. You know, the, the best thing for that is you, you set a goal, whether like, it's like, hey, I'm going to start jiu-jitsu and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see how much I weigh in three months, see how much weight I can lose in three months, just right. going to jiu-jitsu regularly. Yeah. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm, I'm going to do kickboxing. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm already training kickboxing. I'm still a little heavy. I'm not eating the way I should. Yeah. I'm not really training as hard as I should. I'm not showing up as much as I should. And then you say, hey, you know what? I want to set a goal to get, to try to do a fight. So then what do you do? You're not even... You're just showing up more. You're yeah. learning more. Hey, I want to do a jiu-jitsu tournament. You're just showing up more. So you show up more and you have a purpose. So now you train with purpose. So then you lose weight. Mm-hmm. Then you feel better. And then that then now you can train more because your body's not as aching as bad. And you're feeling better and you're getting more out of your workout. Right. So it's it just constantly evolves. So you set little goals. So if your goal your goal right now is just get more physically active. Okay, go do some jiu-jitsu. You're going to lose 15 pounds. Yeah. Go do kickboxing. You're oh going to lose God. 10 pounds. I would look amazing 15 pounds lighter right now. <laughs> I would for sure. <laughs> I look like five pounds of crap shoved in a six-pound bag. Okay, so. It's like flabby everywhere. Um, six pounds. In a my pound. last question for you is how do you grow beard like that? Ah, uh, first, puberty. <laughs> Damn it. Just just right? co- just complete your complete puberty, you're good to go. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I I would ask you how do you grow hair on the top of your head? <laughs> I would love to know how to do that. Right? Oh my god. I don't mind being bald because I've been bald since I was like twenty. Yeah. But you know. No, I would kill for a beard like that. You know, I had awesome. a guy there's man, this guy. I can't grow just, beard. Like I'm like I'm not I'm not even trying. I just got lazy, I haven't shaved in a while, but like that's it's all the best patchy you got? and shitty and yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, this is it. This is all as it gets. You know what? It'll get longer and just weird looking later. Ugh. I guess what is it? Prenatal vitamins are good for hair growth. Or so I'm going to start doing. Like you take that. Are you pregnant? Well, you know, nah. just trying to grow a good beard. Yep, just that's like, exactly right. Slap my grandma. I wonder if that stuff. Have you ever seen that like beard oil? Oil. What is that? Stuff? Oh yeah, you put that on because you get your skin under here gets dry. Uh huh. And the hair gets dry too and stuff. That's what it's for. So you put it on there and it helps keep makes it soft, makes it smell good. Because yeah. what I'm sweating in this thing dropping food in it you know <laughs> it's it's gonna smell like it's gonna smell like chicken wings and sweat you oh know my goodness yeah um but yeah so you so beard oil is very good also showering helps too i'm so, sure yeah but that's no growing growing a beard's funny i i always have people ask and i had there was this guy one time he went to barber college barber school whatever okay and I believe he had graduated at this point. He asked me if these two white stripes that are symmetrical going uh-huh. down my chin or the sides of my mouth, he asked if that was dyed that way or bleached that way. I was yeah. like, no, this is gray hair, white hair. Yeah. This this does this because people like you ask me those kind of questions. Yeah. Like that's, <laughs> but, I yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just blessed with superior beard genetics obviously and you're you're right what's funny i've never really like thought about that it's like, the ra's al ghul it's, yes you know 
Oh my God, Razagul! It's the uh, it's the Mister Fantastic, but not on my sideburns. It's right there. Right there. <laughs> um, okay, what else? What else do you want to? Um, you have anything you want to plug? What do you What do you got going Ooh, on? Man, so uh, we do have a couple things coming up. One thing uh, that's coming up first at Pinnacle Martial Arts okay. is Samuel or Sammy the Bull Mongania is going to be coming in doing a seminar. Uh, this guy went. At one point, I don't know if it was six, 2016, 2017. I believe that's what it was. He went like 21-0 and 0 in Muay Thai. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, also, he can't find anybody to fight him because everybody's like, God, he's, you know, I, he's, I think he's only lost one fight once he started that stretch. I think he lost one fight, and then now he won his last one, I believe. Um, so he's legit and also infectious personality. Yeah. So nice. Always smiling. Such a good attitude. You know, he's an energizer, but he's just hopping around and, hey, can I teach one more thing? Oh, let me show you this. Like, yeah. I'm so excited about what he does. He's going to be doing a seminar at Pinnacle. Okay. Uh, that's open to everybody. What day is that? Uh, that is September 15th. Gotcha. So the next Saturday, he'll be doing that. It's like 11 to 2. He's going to do a kids' one at 10 a.m. Okay. So kids can come. It's open to members, non members. If, if you or someone you love, yeah. yeah. Infomercial. Yes. Um, if you were somebody you know that trains, wants to learn Muay Thai kickboxing, whether they're a kid or an adult, they can come in, even with no experience, because he's the kind of coach, a good coach is be able to take somebody like that. Hey, you know what? You, you watch it. You love it. You want to try it out. Let's come in here and learn. We're going to do a lot of cool drills, learn some new skills, tricks, you mm-hmm. know, little hacks to positions. Um, and then uh, the following weekend at Midland BJJ, we have Luana Alzagir coming. Um, and she's bringing, uh, she's bringing another black belt with her. They're going to be training, doing a seminar for us in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. They'll work with the kids. They'll work with adults. And again, uh, one thing that I always tell people with this stuff specifically is it seems like a lot of times women are very hesitant to get involved. And I don't know if it's a feeling of people being too close and I've never wrestled around. I don't know how to rough house. I'm worried. I'm not going to be good. You know, mm-hmm. all the same things that the guys go through. Just sometimes, sometimes we have a lot of women that put limits on themselves. These women that are coming in and the women that are in our gym now, they're all badasses. Yeah. You know, and, and, oh, I'm sure. and they all have, you know, some of them have long hair and some of them fix their nails and some of them dress, you know, in dresses out in public. And some of them are tomboys and, you know, anybody can do this stuff and i think but i think it's very important for females to see other females doing this yeah and understand what you are capable of doing yeah at a high level yeah yeah at a very high level yeah i mean luana is like five-time world champion she fights in invicta fc so she's going to work with some mma guys over at pinnacle on sunday after the seminar on the 22nd so i mean that's that's so cool awesome awesome stuff but that's what's going on right now um, and then in October, I've got uh, Jessica Miramontes coming out and doing a, a seminar at Pin- Pinnacle. She's an undefeated MMA fighter. She was on the Olympic team in Beijing for 2008. She has fought in Buenos Aires and all over the place. And also she is in another incredible positive human being. She's got a blog that I just shared a thing of that she's, I mean, she just writes stuff that definitely speaks to me about valuing and loving yourself um she's gonna be coming in i think she she would be awesome to have as like a little guest i would love that she is awesome amazing person um 
I shared that little blog and a lot of people were like, Oh my God, this is, this spoke to me today. This is exactly what I needed to read. Yeah. So she, I mean, she's, she's awesome. I've known her for so long and always around the combat sports world and everything. And she knows my coach and, you know, had, had lunch with her and, uh, and her girlfriend when I was in Dallas with my wife. So they're, they're awesome people. I'm excited to have them out. That's gonna be awesome. And they're, when did you say they were coming? So Sammy is the 15th. Luana is, uh, the 22nd. Okay. And then, uh, Jessica Mermontes is October 6th. Gotcha. So just, there's just stuff. Boom, 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 boom. boom yeah. Boom, every That's weekend. awesome. Then the following weekend, there's people fighting in College Station. <laughs> and, you know, the weekends, a couple weekends for that is Dallas Open. That's the biggest thing for us in Jiu-Jitsu is the Dallas Open. For mm-hmm. our for our gym specifically, um, that and Masters Worlds, because we got a lot of old people. But <laughs> we have a lot of guys over 30 and men and women over 30 that compete. But Dallas is a really big one. Um, we've won the team trophy. Bruno Bastos uh, has been the coach the entire time. We've won the team trophy for his association that, that um, every single year in Dallas since its inception, uh, whether it's gi or no gi. I think we did not win gi for one of them, but we won the no gi, so we still have won mm-hmm. a team championship at that every time. And sometimes we have a lot of people. Sometimes we're just part of a larger group. But that's always a really cool thing to go in there and have a a group goal and then individual goals within it. Right. You know? It's a great one that people for their first time competing, you know, we, what are you going to do, do Dallas Open? Yeah. Okay, cool. So it's it's a really awesome tournament. Yeah. Um, cool. If you got anything else, I think I'm good. You got any questions? Nothing? Um, yeah, I, th- I think. I heard it whenever you were talking about the powerful women part. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> you, you, you need to come in. Cool. Get my rain boots and ready. Got your rain boots, <laughs> rain boots and a gi. I need to get some rain boots for sure. Got my galoshes and my gloves. Hey, so you know what's so this is really interesting. Um, we can go and wrap this up whenever you're ready. I I was thinking about this. This your your business setup is very similar to, um, my my wife's dance studio. Okay. Very similar, because um, it's I mean it's the same thing. They do classes and little kids, big kids, whatever. Um, I don't think they really do adults. That'd be interesting, but. Um, how are you are you putting dollars into marketing right now is that a cap a viable thing for you right now so what we are doing i am a part of a, a group called combat business accelerator okay a guy from dallas paul homie and a ufc vet mm-hmm. excuse me alan belcher uh, have created this marketing system that is very good for martial arts schools period mm-hmm. just any martial arts school they do specifically work with a lot of MMA and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu academies. I have barely scratched the surface with their program. I've still got to go through all these other little modules and learning mm-hmm. skill things. But it's That's a lot awesome. of it's a lot of just just giving you ideas about you know just how to be more efficient with what you're doing, like having like checklists of things to do every day. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, I have learned how to be in business by learning how to be in business. You know, right. learning through experience and, and hands-on and failures and successes and frustrations and, and stressful yeah. moments. And so it's cool to have at least one of those things when it comes to the marketing stuff, at least have something to kind of have a roadmap. Yeah. You know, that's, that's really cool. That's, that's what I'm doing right now. And that does require you to put a little money into things or say, Hey, you know, sponsor this ad on Facebook or Instagram with mm-hmm. these types of key bullet points and things. So that, that's, that's cool. But you know, really I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm still learning that stuff to where I can get comfortable before I want to put a lot of money into it. Yeah. We, t- so it's funny. We talk, when we talk about this stuff a lot, um, obviously it's what we do. Um, 
it's been very interesting watching and I don't know like I don't know what that that system is or anything but when we um, when we talk about this we usually talk about like the theory of it versus like the Execution. tactical things yeah, yeah because yeah. and I don't know if you can draw any parallels from what you do but the the reason why we talk about it is because it's it's understanding it's a lot of it's understanding humans first oh yeah you know what i'm saying Ooh. it's and it's Ooh. it's very crazy cuz like when we um the the you know give me an example of someone that came in and just like hey will you post stuff for me right like you're totally missing the point yeah you know um we do let's think of an example um this for example for us the way we do this podcast is super important for me because we're able to kind of people get to meet me before right. they meet me. Right. Oh, for right? sure. For sure. And I think that for me that was so huge going into this because I think, and this may sound egotistical, I think I've got a pretty good personality. Right. Okay. I think yeah. some people don't like me and that's okay. But I think that I I'm I'm extroverted enough to have those, you know, cool conversations with people. Right. Um and it, it happened the, these kind of conversations would happen so often in my life. I'm like, gotta do we got to do something stuff. with yeah, this, right? For sure. Um, and it's been really interesting because, uh, but whenever people don't understand it, it's very weird because they're like, well, why? I mean, that makes no sense. Like, you don't even have marketers on. You guys don't even really talk right. about marketing a whole lot. And I'm like, oh, that's not the point. Yeah. You shouldn't. Oh, absolutely. You know what I'm give you insight in the way I think and right what I believe. So that way, when when we meet, you know me a little bit, so you're comfortable, so you're willing to talk to me. Yep. You know that's uh, that is huge about the way people post on social media. You know, before they ever walk in, before they ever meet you, mm-hmm. they know what's going on in your life, and they yep. know how you handle stuff. They know you if you trash talk people online or if you complain all the time about stuff. You're always, oh, woke up this morning and this was messed oh my up. God. Then I drove over here and this was messed up. So, and this guy's a jerk. Yes, like, there is a business in Odessa that was sunk before they opened because of the way the owner was posting on social. I'm sure. And I mean, it was nuts watching it happen because it was, I, and I called it too. I'm like, Oh my God, this is not going to end well for her. Oof. This is not just because of the way it's one thing whenever things are going bad in a business and things aren't going the way you want it to. Right. Um, but again, we were talking about earlier, the way you handle it matters. Oh, absolutely. Right. And absolutely. so, it, you know, she was dealing some issues and it happens. I get it. But it was like the amount, the incredible amount of negativity that was pouring out of this person's Facebook oh, yeah. was so, it was like, it hurt. Just like, why would you do that? Like, why are you so much so that when I'm, I can't even say too much. Cause I, I know that <laughs> it just like, no, I understand. Just like, I, don't do that. I understand. Don't do that. You know, it's, it's, it's the thing with me is I know some people judge how they're going to talk to me that day by the things I've posted on social media. Mm-hmm. So if I on my Instagram story, because again, like, and I, I will talk to anybody about this if they ever want to talk about it, but I had, you know, have PTSD. I ha- I have depression. I'm not, I was very ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed to tell people about it now because I feel like if, when people realize they can talk about it because mm-hmm. I can talk about it, then we all, it's not taboo. Kind of prosper. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, uh, if I post on my story like a depressing song, like a screenshot of a, you know, or if I post on it, you know, a, a 
quote about depression or something like that, people are going to think, hey, he's having a bad day. Yeah. You know, and they're going to approach you that way. And if you're being real super positive or posting funny stuff, they're going to walk up to you telling a joke. Right. I mean, we all kind of fear if, if you're posting stuff, you know, where you sound like a jerk, then they're going to approach you like as if you were a jerk when they talk to you. Yeah, of course. Social it's the social media world and the way we post stuff and everything. It's just, that's just your reputation. Absolutely. That's all it is. There's something oh, weird about it. Your name's on the account. They yeah. know who it belongs to. And those are your thoughts and your ideas. Yeah. It was and... funny. Cause last night I posted, I posted a picture of, um, do you know, did you know what I'm talking about? The one it's like the, 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 it's the dog sitting in the house that's burning that meme. Like, hey, uh, everything's, oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's so fine. Was, yeah, I posted that picture, and it was just like, a, you know, an insight into entrepreneurship or whatever. And then everybody was like, are you okay? What's exactly. Yep. Chris called me. He's like, hey, is everything all right? I'm like, oh, yep. yeah, it was, just a, it was just a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah, but it's funny. I didn't even realize, like, I didn't really give any context. I didn't tell anybody. It was just like, the world's on fire. Yeah. Hey, That's the, so the, the worst one is, is like, pfft. Here we go again. I cannot believe this happened to me for the fifth time or whatever. And then everybody's, and, but here's the worst. Here's the worst one is every single person then on that post will go, I just read your post or what's, no, they won't even say that. They'll just go, what's wrong? Are you okay? Yep. Is there a problem? What's up? Did he do that again? Did she do that again? Did your boss do that? And, and they're asked those questions. And then what's the worst thing? So those people never respond to that question. Yeah. They, they say, just let it sit. Yeah. They, they post. I cannot believe this happened to me. And then everybody, are you okay? What's wrong? Blah, 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 blah. They never post again about okay. it. And you're like, let me know what's yeah. going on. So <laughs> check this out. So check this out. Again, understanding people. Why do people do that? For attention. Exactly. Yeah. It is so nuts to me. It yeah. is so, and, and so, but this is, it's so crazy whenever that stuff happens because it shows that there's, whenever someone posts something like that and they don't respond. Yeah. Like they're looking, they're watching. Yeah. They're seeing the comments Who roll in. Who cares? about what's going on with right me. who gives a crap We're, that i'm having a rough day and it, it's and i don't mean it and it's funny because when i say that it sounds like i'm saying it's a negative thing because that's not exactly at all what i mean what i mean is just interesting watching people um play that out the way they do yeah. because they want to they're paying attention and they may not realize they're doing it for that reason right? right but what happens is they'll post that subconsciously they're thinking i you know trying to get a response out of right. people they shut their phone off but then they wait for the notifications it's, it's almost like a like a comic a comedian telling a joke that's very shock value joke yeah and working out the material and seeing gauging people's reactions like oh i can push this a little more yeah you know and then it's it's the ones that like really i mean it's just it's so weird but people do it when when people do that they it's they don't understand why they're doing it sometimes yes yeah. and it's it's been it's really interesting watching me that stuff because there's certain people that I watch doing certain things and I'm like, yeah, that I know exactly why he's doing that, but he doesn't. Yeah. No, right. You right. know? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Did you really? Yeah. Um, oh my goodness. That went off on an interesting tangent. So, um, well, cool, man. What else you got? It's fun. Yeah. It's gonna be cool. Yeah.